0: Good morning Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, March 1st Street, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. Temperatures in Riverside are looking mild for the start of March, with highs expected to peak at 60.7 degrees while the evening may have us reaching for an extra layer, with lows dropping to 52.7 degrees. Moving on, today's lineup of stories will delve into the urgent maneuvers in Congress, where a short-term spending extension has just been approved in an effort to dodge a looming government shutdown. We'll look at what this means for federal operations and services that were at risk of rolling to a halt. In weather news, residents in the Sierra Nevada are bracing for an extraordinary blizzard that's forecasted to dump up to 10 feet of snow. This massive storm has prompted officials to declare a state of emergency. We'll explore the implications for those in the affected areas and how they are preparing for the arduous conditions. In the tech and entertainment sphere, Sony Interactive Entertainment is making headlines with its announcement of impending layoffs as part of an extensive industry restructuring. We will delve into how these changes reflect wider trends in the gaming industry and what it could mean for the future of entertainment. Stay tuned to Alex's news for in-depth coverage on these stories and more. Topping our news this morning, Congress has once again managed to stave off a government shutdown by approving a short-term spending extension. To dive deeper into the significance and the potential impacts of this decision, let's go to our financial expert and reporter, Ethan. Now, Ethan, can you tell us a bit about the current status of this federal funding situation?
1: Absolutely, Grace. So essentially, what we've seen is that Congress has passed yet another stopgap measure, which essentially means they've extended the deadline to keep the federal agencies running. Now, the dates to note are either March 8th or March 22nd, as those are the new deadlines set by this extension.
0: And this isn't the first time we've seen a short-term fix like this, right Ethan? What does this series of extensions tell us about the state of budget negotiations on Capitol Hill?
1: That's correct Grace. This is actually the fourth short-term extension Congress has passed in recent months. It's telling of the ongoing struggles that negotiators are facing in hammering out the annual spending bills. However, there is a glimmer of optimism, with the House Speaker being confident about completing this substantial financial task.
0: Speaking of financial tasks, how much money are we talking about here for this fiscal year?
1: We're looking at spending that's expected to exceed $1.6 trillion. It's significant because these stopgap measures are indicative of deeper issues, such as the internal divisions within the GOP over spending priorities and their slim majority in the House.
0: Now about those divisions within the GOP. What's causing this split? And how could it affect their approach to a broader funding legislation?
1: The split mainly comes from ideological differences within the party. Some members are pushing for aggressive spending cuts, particularly in non-defense areas. This discord branches out into conflicts with the Senate, disagreements over spending levels, and contentious policy riders. These factors combine and lead to the piecemeal approach we've been witnessing.
0: What could be the potential implications if these divisions continue to hinder a long-term solution?
1: The implications could be multifaceted, grace. For starters, the uncertainty can affect financial markets and economic stability. It also erodes public confidence in the government's ability to manage its own budget and importantly, it could lead to more significant challenges when trying to negotiate bipartisan agreements.
0: With all these hurdles, how likely is it that we'll see a comprehensive funding agreement in the near future?
1: It's difficult to say, Grace. While there is confidence expressed by some in Congress, the sheer number of challenges, from the GOP's internal strife to finding common ground with Democrats, suggests that reaching a long-term consensus won't be easy. In the end, It's a race against the clock to prevent a shutdown and agree on a sustainable budget.
0: It certainly sounds like a complex situation. Thank you for breaking it all down for us, Ethan, and we'll be sure to keep a close eye on how things develop.
1: My pleasure, Grace. It's definitely a story that could have significant outcomes for everyone involved.
0: We have some extreme weather to discuss that's unfolding in California. The Sierra Nevada mountain range is bracing for a storm of possibly record-breaking proportions. Chloe, what can you tell us about the situation?
2: Well, Grace, the Sierra Nevada is facing what could be the most powerful storm of the season. The Associated Press, ABC News, and Fox Weather have all reported that we could see up to 10 feet of snow by the end of the weekend, as the storm that started on Thursday continues. That's an incredible amount of snow. What are the specifics of this blizzard warning? The blizzard warning spans about a 300-mile stretch, affecting areas north of Lake Tahoe to south of Yosemite National Park. We're looking at extremely strong winds, with gusts hitting more than 115 mph over the ridgetops and 70 mph at lower elevations. Some communities around Lake Tahoe could be buried under as much as 10 feet of snow, and all of this is causing major concerns for highway closures and resident safety.
0: With such significant snowfall, Are there any preemptive actions being taken by those in the affected areas?
2: Absolutely. Preparations are underway, including efforts to keep ski resorts open until Memorial Day, which might surprise some folks given the severity of the storm. But the main focus is on safety. Residents and travelers are being urged to stay put and prepare for dangerous travel conditions and possible power outages. The term, life-threatening, is being used by Fox weather experts, indicating the seriousness of the storm. That's indeed severe. So, what kind of preparations are experts recommending? They're advising people to stock up on essentials like food and water, and ensure they have a secondary heat source. It's also critical to have a winter survival kit in vehicles in case of an emergency on the roads. Other safety pointers include monitoring updates, conserving energy, and taking precautions against carbon monoxide poisoning during the storm. I trust these precautions are based on experiences from previous storms? Exactly. Historical records from the Sierra Nevada show significant snowfall events in the past. Although 10 feet of snow is huge, it's not entirely unprecedented. However, it's important to mention that the current season is already the second snowiest on record. If this storm, followed by more substantial snowfall events, does occur, we could be looking at a new all time record.
0: What does this mean for the future in terms of weather patterns or climate? Can we expect to see more of these extreme events?
2: Well, that's part of the ongoing discussion among climatologists. While individual weather events like this blizzard don't directly equate to broader climate trends, the frequency and intensity of such events are certainly points of data that contribute to our understanding of climate change. So, it's something scientists are monitoring closely. Keep us updated, Chloe.
0: And thanks for bringing us the latest on this potent winter storm in the Sierra Nevada.
2: Will do, Grace. Stay warm and stay safe, everyone. Here are some other headlines. A violent confrontation
0: has escalated tensions in northern Gaza City, where over 100 people were killed and upwards of 750 injured after Israeli forces fired upon Palestinians assembled for an aid convoy. The incident drew global condemnation, with calls for investigations and peace efforts. French President Emmanuel Macron, Turkey, and Colombia expressed deep indignation with Colombia suspending military purchases from Israel. The United States, Italy, Spain, and other countries joined in criticizing the violence, emphasizing the need for a ceasefire and better aid distribution. Israel argued that the deaths were partly due to a stampede when troops felt threatened, though discrepancies in accounts exist. The UN Security Council convened an urgent meeting to address the situation. French President Emmanuel Macron's suggestion of the deployment of Western troops to Ukraine was strategic, aimed at maintaining ambiguity and fostering debate among European allies on supporting Ukraine. Macron's proposal was to pressure Moscow, encourage various support options for Ukraine, including non-combative roles and local weapon manufacturing, while demonstrating Europe's determination for Ukraine's victory. However, his statements received mixed reactions within the alliance. In the ongoing Georgia election interference case, questions of conflict of interest have arisen surrounding former U.S. President Donald Trump and D.A. Fani Willis. Text messages revealed efforts to disqualify Willis, citing a potential conflict due to a past romantic relationship with Nathan Wade, a special prosecutor. Arguments focus on an actual conflict versus the appearance of a conflict with testimonies and cell phone data playing a crucial role. If Judge Scott McAfee rules a conflict of interest, the case could see significant delays. Finally, a key hearing is scheduled today to determine a new trial date for former President Donald Trump's classified documents case. With discussions around potential delays and the impact on the 2024 presidential election, U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee, will consider trial dates proposed by special counsel Jack Smith and Trump's legal team. The importance of these proceedings is underscored by Trump's various legal battles and the Supreme Court's consideration of his absolute immunity claim. Moving on to our third story of the morning, a significant development in the gaming industry has caught our eyes. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced a major shakeup within its PlayStation division, We have our specialist correspondent, Ethan, here to break down what's happening. Ethan, what can you tell us about the extent of these layoffs?
1: Thanks, Grace. Sony is bracing for a tough period ahead. They are laying off around 900 employees, which accounts for about 8% of their global workforce. We're seeing the impact spread across their PlayStation studios worldwide. That includes the Americas, Japan, Europe, and other regions. Major creative hubs like Insomniac Games, Naughty Dog, and Guerrilla Games are all feeling the heat. And notably, Sony is closing its London studio which has been a pillar in the UK gaming scene.
0: It's definitely a significant cut. Now, Ethan, Sony's CEO Jim Ryan has cited a need to sustain growth and development. Can you delve a bit deeper into why Sony is taking such drastic measures?
1: Certainly. Sony has experienced a stumble with their PS5 sales, falling short of targets. This has spurred the company to critically assess their operational strategies. Ryan emphasizes that this restructuring is all about preparing Sony for future challenges, the goal is to be future-ready. It's about meeting the expectations of both gamers and developers, by becoming more streamlined and efficient.
0: So what implications might these layoffs have in the gaming world?
1: There are several speculative layers here. First, we might see Sony prioritizing their projects differently, focusing on efficiency over expansion. This could change the landscape of which games get developed. Furthermore, this isn't an isolated incident. We're seeing this pattern with other industry players like Microsoft and Riot Games who are also cutting back. It's a sign that the sector is pushing towards strategic alignment with its financial goals.
0: With the closure of the London studio and reductions in others, could this impact the games themselves?
1: Absolutely. There's justified concern about how these cuts will affect game development timelines and the quality of future releases. It's a complex situation, on the one hand, a leaner operation could lead to more focused projects. But on the other, the loss of talent and potential dips in morale could stifle innovation and delay production.
0: That's troubling. And the financial details of these moves by Sony, are they clear yet?
1: The financials remain a bit murky. Sony's aiming to leverage these layoffs for increased operational efficiency, hoping to ensure a long-term stability. But it's a calculated gamble, with the immediate cost savings expected to cushion the company as it adjusts to remain competitive and fulfill dynamic market demands.
0: And Sony believes this is a necessary step for the long term?
1: They do. Many industry experts are framing it as a painful but required move for Sony to maintain agility and focus on creating compelling gaming experiences. The key moving forward will be observing how these changes influence not just Sony, but the broader gaming ecosystem, including how talent shifts, development evolves, and consumer engagement manifests.
0: Well, that's certainly a development we'll all be keeping a close eye on in the gaming community. Ethan, thank you for that thorough analysis.
1: My pleasure, Grace. Happy to provide the insight.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech
2: API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.